0: The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative
2: offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satira Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is an employee of rosenthal wealth management group and affiliated
1: with satira it's time now for making money sense live with larry rosenthal larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now author speaker and talk show host larry rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal
2: Show, making money sense with Larry Rosenthal himself and in, a, in an undisclosed location here today, I guess, right? <laughs> well, good morning, Chris, and that is true. How are you today? I'm doing, doing well. I'm never, I'm never having a bad day, and you know, the Lord has always blessed me and... I just can't complain. Wouldn't do it This a good. is
3: true. This is true. Praise yeah. the Lord Amen. for sure, definitely for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, He's blessed all of us. Uh, you know, and that's just you know His His unfailing love for all of us. You mm-hmm. know, just uh, He wants to draw us closer to Him through Christ, and and um, you know, just what a story! What a great story! The the whole Bible is a story of redemption. So without a doubt, without a doubt. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to continue to welcome our longtime listeners in WAVA, D.C., Baltimore area, as well as our listeners on Sirius XM, Channel 131, Family Talk, coast-to-coast coast and border-to-border. Border. It's Open Mic Saturday, Making Money Sense. I'm your host, Larry Rosenthal. Give us a ring with any of your financial planning, investment, estate planning questions, questions about what's going on with the Fed, the markets, the economy, your retirement plans, any changes that's in, in your retirement plans. What's What's going on in your world here when it comes to investments, money management, been wealth planning, estate planning, the whole nine yards. It's tax season. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about that, Chris. Yeah. You know, make Do sure you <laughs> send some money in and mention my name, please. Okay. But
4: it
3: is open. <laughs> yep, it is open Mike Saturday. So give us a ring at 855-Rose 123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your investment questions on anything at all, give us a call. Open Mike Saturday. Any subject at all. 855-ROSE-123. Well, this past week the markets actually snapped a three-week uh winning streak uh best performance the the markets have had the best performance over the last three weeks since uh since march of 2020 uh you know which is kind of interesting you know the the markets were sort of climbing this wall of worry if you will behind Mm -hmm. the scenes Mm -hmm. and what a lesson to make sure that you're invested right not sitting on the sidelines when it comes to some of this stuff so so so, what's happened this past week that the market sort of pulled back again a little bit and snapped its uh, three-week winning streak? Well, you know, the Fed uh, notes were released from their March meeting, right? And investors were, were sort of, you know, cruising through. It's called parsing the Fed comments. You know, the people parsed their comments, and they were really looking for any type of, of – of, vocabulary word changes or or new directions and things like that. And it seems that a the consensus there was that the Fed said basically, you know, look, we'd, we'd like to be a little bit more aggressive with our raising of interest rates and our reduction on our balance sheets, except they held back because of the uh, invasion of uh, uh, Ukraine by Russia. So they only raised interest rates 0.25 last month we'll see what they do here in May, you know, but there's a lot of people that are calling for, you know, 50 basis point increases and an accelerated pace of balance sheet reductions. You know, we're and and uh, so that's that's helped spike bond uh interest rates or, or rates have started to cruise up now. We've got the the 30-year mortgage is over 5%, all right? And wow, a bunch we of also take advantage yep. of it last year when they were so that's low. exactly, you know, I was talking to a client <laughs> <laughs> wow. two weeks ago and he refinanced in the mid twos uh, not too long ago, which was just great, you know, good, good for them. But anyway, my, my point is this is, you know, you, you take a look at, at, at that and then you take a look at the demand. And the lack of inventory in housing, you know, that's why, that's why we've seen uh, prices escalate as much as we can. Now we're starting to see people get priced out of the, of the home market. So what does that mean? How is that going to relay uh, or relate, I should say, into, um, you know, the, the economy, the overall markets, corporate earnings and stuff like that? That's, that's what we call part of, of uh, what's called demand destruction. You know, demand destruction is, when, is, 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 as I've mentioned before, one of the best remedies for inflation is higher prices, right, And because people get priced out. And so we're starting to see that happen in the home buying market now. And then you'll start to see uh, prices sort of level out, plateau, and possibly even come back down again, you know. But, but housing is one of the largest multipliers in the economy. Think about everything that goes into a house. You've got sheetrock carpet, nails, labor, insurance, just the whole nine yards, you know, uh, cement, wood, bricks, mortar, steel, ever, everything, you know, goes into it. That's a big multiplying effect across the overall economy, and when you start to see those the, that, that slow down a little bit, that naturally slows down the, the economy a little bit. That's demand destruction. So we're seeing that. We're seeing that in transportation. We're seeing more ride share. We're seeing you know, uh, carpooling. We're seeing more pu- use of public transportation. Again, demand destruction. So the Fed is looking to coordinate demand destruction because prices are so high, with a measured pace of slowing the economy through their operations, through their, um, uh, you know, their their uh, uh, bond bond. The, by rolling off bonds uh, on their on their balance sheets as well as raising interest rates so it's sort of ca- kind of like a quantitative tightening mechanism and and so that's what's really happening now the markets are trying to find a new direction can we live in, a, in an economic world where mortgages are 5% can we live in an economic world where the 10 year note is is two mm. getting close to 3% you know how does that how does that all play out? You've got inflation right now tracking at 7.9%, and yet the Fed rate is at 0.25, right? So it's very very accommodative still. Even if the Fed raises their rates, and this was one of the things that the markets were, were, were talking about this past week, was if the Fed raises their rates more toward a neutral policy, which is about two two and a quarter percent over the course of the year or so. Uh, Then the Fed went on to say in their notes, hey, listen, you know what, we may have to continue an accelerated pace of of tightening even higher than that. So so what it looks like is, is playing out is what we've been talking about thus far is that inflation's probably going to peak. Bottom line here, inflation's probably going to peak somewhere around, I don't know, let's call it June, July, you know, this year, and then plateau. And then probably start to come down a little bit as a result of these 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 measures. And the trick is that the Fed slows the economy enough that it hold, that it that it that it uh, reduces prices, it reduces the inflation impact. And then over the course of 2023, 2024, 2025, inflation moves back down towards a, a more reasonable targeted level of two, two and a quarter percent, somewhere in that area. Uh, it's not going to drop right away, but it's going to start to cascade down a, 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 you know, a, a, an incline, if you will, towards those numbers over time. And the whole idea there is to do that without tilting us into a recession. And you're starting to see more and more recession talk all over the place right now. And I tell you, for every, for, every, for every firm that comes out and says, oh, doom and gloom, we're going to have a recession, there's another firm that comes out and says, not so much, not so <laughs> fast, not so quick, okay, don't see it. So we're, the markets are still wrestling with that direction uh you know and 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 that all leads into how should your portfolios be positioned right now and what kind of strategy should we have uh t- taking place today so we've got lots on the docket today we're going to take a quick break here we've got uh, people on the line but i know we got to take a quick bro- uh, let me go ahead and just get some of these these calls here chris let's go ahead and welcome uh where is this this is uh fred from florida good morning fred how are you today good
5: morning i'm doing great how about you
3: I'm um, well. How can I help you, sir?
5: Well, uh, and, and just a, uh, thanks for taking my call. But uh, and normally, I'll, I just I just heard about you just a few minutes ago while I was driving. I was listening to family talk, and uh, I was actually digging for some preaching, and I found you. And I just thought, well, I'm going to call this if I can call in. But uh, what I'm at, asking about: How do I approach? My wife has inherited uh, from her parents' uh, passing, uh, a, you know, about a half a million dollars that she's got sitting in a savings account that she don't, that, that I can't get her to sit down and talk to a financial planner. Um, you know, I'm 10 years older than she is. I retire next year at 66 and a half. And uh, she's, you know, she's 56. And, and I told her, I said, you can't leave this money sitting in a savings account and expect it to, you know, if something happens to me before it to, go for the rest of your life i said it won't do that how can i I say you know you need to invest this
3: well she she probably does and and one of the first things that i would say is you know there could be some intimidation there and not understanding and and so what we need to do is just explain to her that that you need to have money in the bank. This would be the first step, Fred. You need to have money in the bank for emergencies, things like that. And it's sort of suggested you have anywhere from three to six months worth of living expenses saved up in the bank. No problem at all. So, so the problem we have today with bank products is that excess dollars are not keeping pace with inflation and then taxes. She's getting a negative real rate of return. She's losing purchasing power. Okay, so she might as well spend the money today. Right. But 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 uh, (laughs) uh, what what we need to sort of explain to her is this is the safety, the security of the bank is fine. So if you open up the bank door and you take one step away from the bank, then then you can probably look to 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 garner, you know, maybe three percent roughly interest. If you take two steps away, maybe four or five three steps away. So the further steps away you take from the bank door, the more opportunity there is to grow your money and the more risk that you can obtain by taking further steps away from the bank door. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. And yep. so so maybe she just needs to understand maybe she has a pear shaped investment strategy maybe she has the bulk of this money in the bank where it's safe and secure maybe she takes a little bit out one step away from the bank and then maybe a little bit less than that out two steps away from the bank And start her on an educational process that just sort of shows how this works, okay? Because she ultimately, she needs money when she's 60, when she's 70, when she's 80, and when she's 90 years old. And the dollars that are sitting there not earning an effective enough rate of return in the bank or bonds for that matter, okay, are not going to give her the purchasing power that she needs later in life down the road. And so we need to educate her on that. If you like, I'll be happy to, to send you out some information on just how to go about doing those types of steps, sort of a and uh, a a, a pair shape uh, type of an approach like that. Well,
5: that would be great.
3: All right. Well, listen, Fred. I'm yeah. going to I know you're driving. I'm going to put you on hold, and Bob will get some of your contact information, and then we'll have one of our advisors reach out to you next week and sort of step you through that process. Okay?
5: That'll work. Thank you for taking my call, sir. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a wonderful,
3: blessed day. You too. You too. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. Let's welcome Stephanie on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you today?
6: Good morning. How are you?
3: I'm well. How can I help you?
6: Uh, Yes. Uh, Have you heard of the CBDC?
3: I believe so. See,
6: central um, bank digital
3: currency. Yes, okay. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't figure uh couldn't get it out of my mouth there real quick, but yes. <laughs> well,
2: there's a I lot mean, of acronyms out there, Larry. I can't sur- yeah, I'm can surprised yeah, you can't true, have them all in your uh, head. Sorry, I, yeah. I did I'm hear I of
3: ABCs, yeah. I did hear of ABCs once. Oh no, wait, <laughs> that was a Saturday morning show. Sorry. <laughs>
6: there you go. <laughs> Well, evidently, my understanding is President Biden signed an executive order. I don't know what the date was, but he was, he's giving governmental agencies 210 days to come up with a game plan to regulate cryptocurrencies, take steps towards creating a programmable digital dollar, and also lay groundwork for a central bank, eliminating local banks. And some are saying this will happen within six to eight months from now.
3: So um, I'm. I don't know if it's going to happen. I know that that they have been studying ours and other governments around the world for some time. Have been studying the um, uh, what it would look like to have a digital currency, you know. And if you think about it from from the standpoint of we do use a lot of digital currency now. You go to the grocery store, you slide your credit card in, and then you go online to your bank and pay your your your. Um, uh, your bill, right? That's all just digits ex- ex- exchanging destination points, if you think about it, right? Okay? Right. If you go to the store and you have a $5 coupon for dishwashing uh, detergent, you know, that's digital currency as well. Frequent flyer miles, you know, those are all forms of digital currency as far as all that goes. Do
2: you pay for anything in cash anymore, Larry? I, I don't ever carry hardly any cash around, so it's almost all digital currency.
1: It, it okay, but, a, but, a, a lot of times it I is
6: my understanding is this is programmable, and that aspect means we can evidently only spend money based on the government's values. This ESG score and DIE score, Mm. which is environmental and social justice, this means that we can only spend money on what employers and the government deem good or essential.
3: Mm. So now that is the slippery slope. Okay, and I don't know how that's going to play out. But if if the government has the ability to to take a look at regulating, you know, Stephanie, where, you know, if you're spending money at store ABC and somebody else promotes store DEF for whatever reasons, you know, um, what does that mean? How what 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 type of control can they put on that? And that's where I think that the, the great debate is actually going to end up being so. Um, I'm not sure that that's going to go through um, in in that form. I know this is just a study. Uh, I, I'm also, con- you know, there, there's also talk about well, you, you know, what happens if you, you know, give your kids fifty bucks, right? You know, is that going to be a taxable event now? You know, different different things like that. You know, so so there's all kinds of talk out there, but I did see that go through uh, as far as the study of it, and we have to wait to see how it comes out on the other end. We really do okay um, and and so it pardon me don 't you think we should
6: be advised how to prepare before that happens
3: well i 've you know w- w- can you tell me how the outcome's going to be is the question, then we can start getting a game plan together, you know, but if the outcome is yeah. that that that, you, f- that you feel that things are going to be promoted towards ESG which by the way. The the ESG environmental, um, uh, social, and governance it's all over the map. We've seen we've seen different screening companies come out with all different things, and and one company screens this way for it, another company screens that way for it. There's no standardization for ESG. All right, and and a lot of ESG things don't don't fly for a lot of people. And so, we're you know, there's going to be pushback on this. I don't know how it's going to play out in Congress. I've seen many, many bills over the years start off in Congress and come out another way or get killed along the way. And so, I, you know, there's no answer to this. There's only a conversation about it at this particular point right now. Um, but if they start monitoring uh, how – uh, uh you spend your money oh, man, and, and man. if you get rewarded for spending it in certain places oh, and, and, and a debit in, in, in for spending it in other places, that changes the entire ballgame. Oh, and I don't know if that's where we're going or not on this, okay?
6: How how likely is it that there will be a central bank in the US?
3: As far as one as far as getting rid of the banking system?
6: Pretty much, that's what it sounds like.
3: No. You're talking no. about one world currency and all those biblical prophecies. Well, yeah. I, I'm not sure if she's talking about that right now. But, but you know, we have our central bank, and that's the Fed. And then we have different banks that that, that distribute and collect and things like that with with all of that. I, I don't see that that happening. There was some uh, people being nominated at the Fed that did not go through as a result of, of their views on all of that. So, you know, possibly at some point down the road, look, you know, I don't know – how we get from where we are today to when the lord comes back okay mm-hmm. i don't know how we get there but i do know what it looks like in the end does that make sense yeah. and yeah. our role here as 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 you know christian believers is what is our role with the assets that we have assets cars bank accounts investments homes, whatever it may be, the valued relationships that we have. Those are assets as well. Mm -hmm. What is our role with those to be good stewards with everything? You know, so 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 that's the best thing that we can do. You know, the Lord said, render under Caesar what is Caesar's and under the Lord, what is the Lord's? And so we have to play within the system. And I don't know how it looks like it down the road. And and, you know, there's all kinds of talk now about about end times and things like that. Nobody knows when the Lord says, you know, we're going to see more and more birthing pains. And as they become more and more frequent, start looking, right? You know, because your, your, your uh, redemption is near. So so our role uh, is to be good stewards with things. You know, the Lord mentions uh, money 2,300 and some, over 2,300 times in the Bible, faith about 491, and prayer 500 times. So there's a lot of conversation around it, right? And And one thing is we want to not put our assets or our dollars first, we want to put the lord first in in front of everything, right? So if 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 they end up changing the system around, you know, what can we do other than things at the ballot box, right? And I'm not sure how this is going to play out. I do know it's a study that's going on. And what does it mean as far as as regulation, uh, regulating regulating and and looking at it all? I I don't really know. I mean, you 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 nailed it right. You 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 opened up uh, a great question and conversation. <laughs> that's for sure, Stephanie. Okay. But but anybody that tells you that they have the answer to it, they're, no, they don't have the answer. Do you It's to all Pandora speculation. There, we uh, don't know what Congress Stephanie? is going to come through. This thing might be dead on arrival. Who knows? And, and you know who 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 really knows? You know, I mean, they can track a lot of our spending and a lot of our stuff anyway right now, yep. uh, as, as it already is. So I would say this, Stephanie. Stay tuned you know, and let's go down this road together. How's that sound? Sounds good.
6: And Marinatha.
3: All right. Well, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, we got to take a quick break here, Chris. Let's, okay. uh, sure. uh, hey, Let's keep the phone lines open. As you've seen, it's open mic Saturday. Any questions at all, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. and Give us a ring.
4: the cdfi.org your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community go to thecdfi.org. make a difference go to the cdfi.org delivering sound financial advice you can depend on you found the Larry Rosenthal show Call now with your questions, 855 767 3123 or stop by Larry Rosenthal.com. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show. We really appreciate you listening. You know, if I can
2: if I can afford it, uh, the gas money, actually we don't need gas money, because you've got a webinar that's digital, so I don't have to drive to it. That's coming up, isn't it?
3: I like that intro there. Here you go. So, hey, we announced last weekend on the, on the show, and we've had lots of sign from people all over the country. I want to make another announcement on it today. This coming Tuesday, April 12th, I'm going to be doing a webinar. It's going to – the first several minutes will be an up-to-date market and economic um, update for about, you know, seven to ten minutes or so. And then we're going to jump right in to – Everything you want to know about Roth IRAs, conversions, the pro rata rule, the distributions, uh, legacy planning, estate planning with it all. Everything you want to know about Roth IRA. So here's the deal: we're having two webinars. This coming uh, Tuesday, April 12th. The first one's going to go from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and then the second one's going to go from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. There's no cost for it, and it's the same material. It's going to be live both times. It's the same material. You can take both classes. If if you want, or just one of them. So here's the way you register. You go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, click on the little seminar icon button, and there it pops up and just register for your class, whichever one you want to take right there. Uh, Again, there's no cost for it. We're going to have people from all over the country on it. And as, as well as now, so here's the deal. In the webinar, you will be able to ask questions live, okay? You can just type your question in in the little chat. Chris will interrupt me and read the question out loud, and if necessary, he'll turn on your volume, and we'll get a dialogue going. Okay? I but do that a is, lot. I, I interrupt you a lot, don't I? That's, that's okay. I know, <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. That's a job. good thing, right? Job. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So, so, um, uh, so, so, yeah. So go check it out. LarryRosenthal.com. This coming Tuesday, April twelfth, from noon to one p.m. and then from six to seven p.m. Go to the website LarryRosenthal.com or RosenthalWealthManagement.com, whichever one's easier for you to get to, and then. You can go ahead and sign up. Click on the seminar icon button right there, and go ahead and sign up for this this uh, coming Roth webinar. Going to be on April twelfth, this coming Tuesday. Let's welcome Judy on the line from uh, looks like Alabama. Good morning, Judy. How are you today?
5: Good
7: morning. I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm well. How can I help you? I
7: was just I'm sixty five. I'm still working. I have a four hundred one k. But I have a good bit of it in cash right now because I know you can't predict the market, but I feel like there's going to be an adjustment. uh, So I have like 33% in stocks and the rest in like a cash fund kind of thing that's not really um, growing that much. But is that a good thing to do to just leave it all in stocks at this point since I'm not going to have a lot of years to make up?
3: Well, Judy, here's the deal over long term, over a long period of time, you know, you're, you're going to need money on the equity side in stocks because that's really where you're going to outpace both taxes and inflation. All right. And depending on where your money is today, quote unquote, in stocks is is going to be part of the formula that we have to figure out as to answering your question. But I want you to have – think about it this. I, I want you to have sort of a balanced mix. The closer in time you are to needing your money, the more conservative those dollars need to be. For example, you know, in today's marketplace, we've seen the market pull back this year a little bit, right? So if, if you're you – know, you need, and at age 60, again, you need money when you're 70, 80, and 90 years old. So there still needs to be a growth component to your accounts today. But at the same time, there needs to be some sort of a moderate or stability uh, component to your accounts today in case you do need income now or an emergency pops up. So that's kind of the way you need to be thinking about it as far as that goes. So, so, you know, you mentioned you've got 33% in, in stable and the rest is in stocks. I don't know what stocks they're in. Are some of them stable-type stocks or some of them down a lot, like your growth-type stocks? That's what I have to get into and and take a good look at. And if you like, I'll be happy to to get some information out to you and show you how to dissect all of that. And we can do an analysis for you on it and really show you where your stocks are. And then based off of your time, your risk tolerance, taxes – you know, cash flow needs, things like that, liquidity desires, then we can show you how to make some adjustments to it all. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, Probably if you good. if you like, I'll go ahead and I'll put you on hold, and Bob will pick back up and get some of your contact information, and then we'll have someone reach out to you next week and sort of step you through the, the whole asset allocation and grading of all of your investments, Okay. All right. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Chris, what is the best month of the year for the stock market?
2: That is a good question. I don't think January. People always complain about the first quarter, so
3: it's, it can't be that. So It's April. 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 And the second best month, believe it or not, is? November, But we're rolling into April right now, so let's just see how this thing plays out. Right now, starting a little bit on the kind of down to flat side, we'll see how this thing plays out. Now, that's over the last 30-some years and and stuff like that. So we'll see how it plays out. Very interesting to see. So I started talking last week um, about – uh, just at the end of the show, and I wanted to bring this back this week because it's really important, and and p- this is a huge financial blind spot in a lot of people, and and I it, it's just it's just important, and I want to talk about it again. So, so we're we're gonna sort of pick up page two, if you will, to to borrow something it's from like Paul, Paul Harvey, Harvey right? yeah, page yep, two on 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 this, and and you know I, I was talking a little bit last week about the sandwich generation you know here you are close to or already in retirement you still have adult kids that may be at your home or outs, out of your home but still you know kinda tied financially to the umbilical cord and then you may have adult parents that you may have to help take care of later in their lives financially as well as they age and that's really the sandwich generation and and I have seen this time and time again and this is what I want to talk about How does this relate to financial planning, to your financial plan? And this is how you have to start looking at things, and this is what we do when when we're working with clients. You know, let's say you're you're 60 years old and you have a financial plan and you're close to or maybe already retired. doesn't matter, right? And then, you know, how – how are your assets positioned with beneficiaries with wills with trust with with accounts and and titling and things like that? remember there 's eleven different ways to title accounts okay and 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 pass assets onto heirs. How is your estate set up for your heirs, your kids, your grandkids, your charities, things like that? and then also the the difficult part the 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 part that's really sort of a lot of times the blind spot in in planning is what about your parents generation how are their assets titled how are their beneficiary forms filled out are they filled out correctly or not what about the distribution through a trust or a will with probate all of that kind of stuff and I've seen this time and time again you know just this just this past week I've seen a uh, someone in receive an inheritance that just went through absolutely fine very tax efficient and I've seen another one where there was just it, 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 there's a lot of work and a lot of tax and a lot of things that 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 need to be be done and sometimes it's unnecessary and so my point is that when you're working when you're looking at your assets you need to ask this question one am I in the am I in the sandwich generation now, again, having to possibly help financially with older parents and young adult kids, or maybe you don't have to help with adult parents but but if you're in line to receive assets, and this is a difficult conversation. you know you want to make sure that things are as tax efficient and and clearly um, communicated for distribution. Uh, from your parents' generation to yours, or maybe to their your kids or their grandkids or charities or whatever it may be, and 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 this is something that that you know uh, oftentimes is really overlooked. And my point is, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people out there that are right in this sandwich generation, and you know, it's a good thing but in your financial plan you should be accounting for these types of of conversations uh you know taking a good look at it you can go to my website larryrosenthal.com and on the first page right there there's a video that shows you know the three stages and how a financial plan really looks uh, as far as all that goes there also don't forget Check out the website, LarryRosenthal.com, and sign up for our Roth webinar that's coming up this coming Tuesday, April 12th, from noon to 1 Eastern time and then from 6 to 7 Eastern time. There's no cost for it. Just go to the website, LarryRosenthal.com. Upper right-hand corner, you'll see seminars. Just click on that. And then we'll send you out a link. There's no cost to register whatsoever. And it's going to be, you know, again, the first uh, five, ten minutes or so, we're going to do a, a timely market and economic update. Next Tuesday at 830 in the morning, we're going to get the inflation number for Uh, March and that's going to be a market moving uh, thing this week and so we'll be talking about it live on those both of those webinars next week if you want to hear about it as well as you know everything you wanted to know about Roth IRAs as far as all that goes so go check it out LarryRosenthal.com register for the seminar on this coming Tuesday April 12th from noon to 1 or from 6 to 7 p.m. Let's go ahead and welcome Kay on the line from Massachusetts. Good morning Kay. How are you?
7: Doing good. Thank you for taking my call Larry.
3: Sure. How can I help you?
7: Okay, I have a question on an irrevocable trust um, that generates substantial interest, and I was wondering, would that be considered an asset? Like, if um, I go into a nursing home, or um, even just trying to get a loan at the bank, would that be considered an asset?
3: So that the- interest earned. The income that's coming in to you is is definitely an asset. Okay. So if you're looking, you're you're asking two questions right now. One from a Correct. from a loan standpoint at the bank, you just need to demonstrate to the bank that this income is coming into you and it's irrevocable in the trust. You can't change it, nobody can take it away from you. That should serve as a credit for you on your loan application to getting the uh, the, the 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 loan. Secondly, uh, from a standpoint of, is this asset included in your estate? Well, the answer is no. It's in an irrevocable trust, and it sounds like you have income rights to it. I would I would have to ask the question, you know, if you pass one day, what happens to the principal, to the corpus of the assets in the trust? Does it then go to your kids or something like that or to someone else? Yes.
7: Yeah. Yes. It's just the um, like the interest. Does the nursing home attach to the, the income from the interest can they attach yes that, that is to your that is your that
3: income they they're going to they're going to they're gonna use that as your income that is correct but as far as the assets inside the trust they're not yours you have no incidence of ownership no control you're just a beneficiary of that trust
7: okay so all that interest is an asset then in in a nursing home
3: mind yes yes that's a stream of income just like at the bank Right, you can't go okay. to the bank and say, you know, count this as a stream of income, and then go to the nursing home and say, don't count it. Right? Okay. On, uh, you know, you unless know the thank
7: you. That was, that answers it perfectly. Thank you.
3: Okay, appreciate it. Appreciate, uh, appreciate the phone call. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, there there's you, you have to also you can talk to the trustee too about I, maybe there's provisions in there for you know I I, I don't know you know whatever is inside the trust is going to dictate different things like that, okay? Um, maybe your income stream is for a certain period of time, and then that's it, and then there's no more income. Then it wouldn't be counted against you for that type of a scenario, right? Um, so right. so it depends no, it, it, on – is it it's lifetime? It's a, a
7: substantial amount, and we only take out a percentage. So it never will, will – the, the trust will never malfunction. Yep. It'll okay. Hold be there the, the lump sum principle will always be there we are only allowed so much of the princ- uh, pr- uh interest though so.
3: sounds like hems health education maintenance and support that you're able to get each year right wonderful great. thank okay. you so
7: much i appreciate that absolutely you Kay, great appreciate
3: day. you too appreciate the phone call you know I'm not an attorney or anything but but uh you know that's You don't even play one on the, TV. No I don't but that's that seems to be the basics there of of what's going on. I, I would have to read it and refer to an attorney for any more details on things like that but anyway uh back to the show so um you, you know we we were we're we're gonna be doing this Roth webinar this coming Tuesday and, and one part of the webinar is talking about, you know, conversions. Should you convert money to the uh from your traditional IRA over to the Roth right now? And what a great opportunity if you think about this right now, you know, let's just take let's just take your your, your uh Typical asset allocation starting point of cash, bonds, and stocks. Obviously, cash isn't down. Bonds may be down a little bit if you're on the interest rate sensitive side of bonds. But if you're on the credit sensitive side of bonds, they could actually be up a little bit for the year. My point is this, is when the markets are down it's a very good opportunity mm-hmm. to really take a look at whether or not you should convert money from your traditional ira to your roth ira and here's the reason why okay let's suppose you had and i'll just do math easy let's suppose you had you know $50,000 um in, in well let's, let's suppose your your investment account's $500,000 right and and in one investment at the beginning of the year it was worth $50,000 right And now maybe it's worth uh, $40,000, which means that's a 20% decline, just that one line item, that one stock, that one mutual fund, whatever it may be, right? Let's suppose it's worth $40,000 now. And you go to convert just that one piece from your traditional IRA to the Roth IRA, right? So you're going to have to pay taxes on that conversion of $40,000, But now you just move – you don't sell it. You just move the shares of that one mutual fund or ETF or stock or whatever it may be over into the Roth IRA. Now it's sitting there on the tax-free side of things. And so when it comes back, you're going to have all that rebounding of appreciation all tax-free over there on the Roth side. So it's a way that you can still maintain ownership of the same number of shares you had when the market was at an all-time high at the end of last year, and now that it's dropped, you can still keep the same number of shares and then get it growing on the rebound side on the tax-free side of things. And pay less tax overall. Yeah, you pay less tax, that's for sure, especially when it rebounds. And those, so those are some of the things that we're going to be looking at in this Roth webinar coming up next week. But it's really important, you know, I've always said ever since the Roth came out back in the late 90s, I've always said, you know, anybody who has a traditional IRA really needs to sit down and do a Roth conversion calculator for yourself. And really see what the merits are in your family if you should convert all of it or pieces of it. We have so many clients all across the country that are each year they're converting little tiny pieces of their traditional IRA over to Roth. Think about this for a second. Let's suppose you're you know 55 years old and you convert $10,000 a year from your traditional IRA to your Roth IRA. At the end of 10 years, now you're 65, you've got principal of $100,000 sitting there on the tax-free side in the Roth IRA, plus all that growth that's going to be happening over the coming years in your retirement years. So, So it's not right for everyone to do this, but it's definitely something that everyone needs to sit down and take a look at the calculations in your financial plan and see if you should or shouldn't convert, you know, especially sometimes, you know, when you get into retirement you know that first year after retirement maybe your income is a lot lower maybe that's a good time to go ahead and make a conversion too you know there there's also some strategies in charitable giving think about this for a second if you were to donate let's say fifty thousand dollars to your church or a charity or something like that you get a tax deduction for that right now whether or not you get the full tax deduction or or a port Piece of it is is uh, another part of the equation, but let's just keep it simple and assume you get the full tax deduction. So now you've got a fifty thousand dollar tax deduction uh, uh, tax deduction asset on your tax return. What if you then took fifty thousand dollars out of your traditional IRA and converted it to Roth? That tax deduction is going to be able to wash out the taxes on that conversion. So there's a lot that you can look at doing with this type of, with, with Roth conversions, that whole arena on Roth conversions. You know, I, I tell you, when, when you get down the road to 72 and you have to start taking your required minimum distributions on your IRAs, a lot of people don't need that money and they say, you know what, I, I'm just pulling it out just because I have to pay taxes on it and and managing the Roth conversion flow over the years. Uh, can limit that type of a tax liability for yourself down the road. And there's two main reasons why people convert to Roth. One is they want to pay less they they want to have tax-free income for themselves later in their retirement years and two, they like to be able to pass assets on to their heirs, you know, tax-free as well. So so that's sort of the starting point with it. Um Lots to discover in this conversation with it all, uh, especially now, opportune time with with the markets on where they are, uh, you know, as far as that goes. So go check it out. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar icon in the top right-hand corner and register for our upcoming Roth webinar that's going to be held this Tuesday, April 12th, from noon to 1 p.m. and 6 to 7 p.m., both times Eastern. It's the same class. It's live, okay, so you can ask questions. We're going to go over the same material, but it's live. So we'll get different questions and all kinds of things like that. So let's keep the phone lines open, Chris. Let's, uh, uh, you know, give us a ring this morning with any of your financial planning or investment questions. Again, it's open mic Saturday, and you can see questions from all over the place coming in today, all different subject matters. Give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment.
1: Are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment.
3: And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money lump sum deposits buy and hold market timing how about dollar cost averaging put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval whether it's monthly quarterly annually whatever it may be this gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares you want to keep buying more and more shares over time on the flip side when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income do the same thing in reverse dollar cost average out during your retirement years
4: you've seen and heard him on fox business cnbc and the wall street journal larry rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123 that's 855 rose 123 this is the larry rosenthal show
2: you listening today to the Larry Rosenthal show. 855 767 3123 is that phone number to call. Larry, what did, what did we do with the makeup guy we were supposed to hire a while ago? I mean, I don't know what we did. We did we forget to do that, or <laughs> the makeup guy? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you're watching us on YouTube, I mean, you know,
1: we're, we're oh, that's good, true, we're
2: good looking guys, but you know, we, we could help, we could probably. <laughs> Probably use a little <laughs> bit of makeup,
3: so just saying, you know. I tell y'all, you know, I never know where he's going, but there you go, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Well, you know, we appreciate um, you watching on YouTube, though.
2: LarryRosenthalTV. We have quite
3: a few. Yep, more. we got quite lots of few. listeners all yeah. week. Uh, you know, every Saturday on LarryRosenthalTV, you can sort of see how the the show is streamed live, and especially today when uh, I'm in a different location right than the, right. the normal studio. So right. you it's fun. can sort it's of a lot see of fun. it. Th- Yep, you can sort of see it there so it is a lot of fun it, 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 it you know definitely is definitely is so um, you know we just got subject matters all all over the place today i've got a whole list of things that i want to talk about but i do want to talk about you know one of the callers earlier was talking about a nursing home and and one of the financial blind spots and i've talked about this before in financial planning is nursing home coverage do you need nursing home insurance um, you know, what types do you get, what what are the different types out there. And it is important to take a look at it, to do an analysis of it, put it into your financial plan to see if, in fact, you need long-term care coverage, protection. And, you know, if your financial plan says, you know, suggests that, yeah, you, you may need it, then, hey, guess what, maybe we need to figure out the different types. There's the traditional types of long-term care plans where you're buying a bucket of money and it pays for for whatever it it, it pays for, and after that it runs out. Uh, The cost on those usually tend to escalate over time. There's also the life-slash-long-term care policy where the cost remains the same. The main difference is that the traditional long-term care plan in most of them, if you never use the plan, all the premiums are lost, whereas the life-slash-long-term care plan, we know – that money is going to come back to the family one way or the other, either through the protection of long-term care or through the proceeds of life insurance simply as a result of death benefit protection. So so there's a couple of different policies to take a look at or a couple of different, I guess, types of policies really is the right word that you can really take a look at and, and uh, you know determine what would be best for you and your family. So let's go ahead and welcome Barbara on the line from the district. Good morning, Barbara. How are you today? Hello, Barbara, can you hear me?
6: Yes, I can hear you.
3: How are you today? How can I help you?
6: I'm fine. Can you hear me?
3: Yes, I hear you fine. How can I help you today?
6: Yeah, so I'm a federal government employee, and I'm about three years out from retirement. Um, just assuming I'll, I'm eligible now, but I'm thinking I'll, I'll do at least another three years at least. And given the market situation, should I reallocate my TSP funds from stocks to maybe more?
3: Bonds and fixed funds. Well, we, the, the, the answer to your question, Barbara, is this. First of all, um, we need to take a look at your Social Security and your pension from the government versus your expenses. That's going to back into us the type of investment strategy you need to produce for current income today as well as growth down the road. One of the um, lacking areas of the TSP really is that, you know, the the CGFS and I funds don't pay a lot of dividend interest, right? All right? They, they, right. they, they really don't. So you have to sell off shares. Now, one of the good pieces of news is that the TSP, I think in – in several months, or in June, or, or at some point this year, they're going to open up a, a, a portal to about 5,000 different mutual funds that you can choose from. Now, there's a cost involved with it all, but it's going to give you much greater diversification uh, opportunities where you can get some higher dividend-paying funds and things like that inside your TSP. But, but we need to draw a line in the sand and say, okay, what are, our, what are my expenses going to be like in three years when you retire? How much of your FERS pension and Social Security is going to come in to cover that? And then that will give us the answer as to how we should rebalance the TSP. I don't know where your TSP is today, where the allocations are in the life cycle funds or the CGFS&I funds that are available in there. And I, you know, and, or how much money there is there. So I would have to take a look at your statement first, and then we can back into answering that question. If you want, I'll go ahead and have uh, uh, one of our advisors give you a call next week, and we can go ahead and start allocate. You know, give you the education on how to allocate that for you, if you would like. Would that be okay? Uh,
0: that'd be great.
3: Yep. Well, let me do let me do this for you, Barbara. Let me help you out. I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold real quick, and then Bob will get your contact information, and we'll have someone reach out to you next week with some answers to those questions. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Just another quick reminder about our upcoming webinar here coming up next Tuesday, April 12th at from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, and then from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be the same material. We're going to do about a 10-minute market economic commentary update and then everything you want to know about Roth. We're going to try and get it all in there in, in the balance of the hour. But go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Register in the seminar icon up at the top right-hand corner. There's no cost for this webinar, and uh, you know, hope to see you there. We've had lots of people that are going to be signing up from all over the country. It'll be a live program, so you'll be able to ask all types of questions. Let's welcome Don on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Don. How are you?
8: Fine, more. Fine, thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm interested to go to that uh, place, uh, Rosenthal.
3: How do you spell it? Uh, the website?
8: Yeah.
3: It's LarryRosenthal.com, R-O-S-E-N-T-H-A-L. Yep. Yeah.
8: T-H-A-L.
3: Yes, R-O-S-E-N-T-H-A-L, yep. You can just go right there, LarryRosenthal.com dot com or RosenthalWealthManagement.com, and it'll take you right there to the to the page, and just hit on the seminar icon button. Okay. Yeah, uh,
8: and uh, so I cannot ask a question right now, but. Uh, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still working, but I'm planning to uh, retire this uh, year, maybe June. If uh, and um, I have a 401 k, and then I okay. uh, I work for carmax. And I have a uh, stop in uh, uh, the carmax, so I want to close those and uh, put in uh, one. Uh, I don't know. But so so you're, said, you're, uh, you're
3: working. You're. Well, what are you asking with your 401k?
8: Because uh, uh, if I stop working at the uh, carmax, uh, then. Uh, they some lump of it. So they provide some of it because they encouraged when I was uh, starting at karma and they said uh, and uh, what I'd like to do is to uh, move it to another uh,
3: uh like i r a or another plan
8: yeah like IRA yeah so so when you like so,
3: so, yeah so here's the deal don when when you separate service from your employer, you mm-hmm. are allowed to um uh, keep your money there. In most cases, you can roll it over to another employer's plan if they accept it. You can pull the money out, pay taxes on it. You can do a conversion in plan in, if they allow it to a Roth, or you can roll it to an IRA. So so examine all of those. There's pros and cons. Um, and we've got some information on how to go about looking at that, okay? I'm going to send that out to you. I'm going to have one of our advisors reach out to you and talk to you about uh, what to do with an old 401K plan, Okay. Okay. L- let and, me put uh, you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information, all right? Okay. Um, I've uh, got to close out the show here, but uh, if you have another question, I'll just put you on hold, and Bob will pick up for you to, to get that okay. information. We have callers on the line. I'll, I'll stay in line here uh, afterwards. We're going to uh, close out the show here real quick. We'll stay on YouTube, LarryRosenthal.TV Live. But remember, check out our website, LarryRosenthal.com, RosenthalWealthManagement.com. Click on the seminar icon button. We're going to be doing a Roth Seminar coming up this coming Tuesday, April 12th from noon to 1 and 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. There's no cost for the registration. It's going to be a live webinar, lots of fun. So for Bob in the back, great job on the phones again today and Chris McKay. I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense.